This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? Devil, are you? Uh, well, I hope 
Uh, welcome. It's a little extra show. We sort of sneaked into the schedule here. Uh, as you can see there, it's the match review. Um, just thought I'd do one for a change. Got out better to do of a Sunday night. My social life is absolutely empty. Uh, I don't know why I do this to myself because, um, you know, if, if when, when you see when you see a swan or a duck gently gliding through the water and you look at that and you go, oh, isn't that nice? And then underneath the water, we all know that the feet are going like 50 to the dozen. And that is basically myself and my co-host before we come live on the show. Because about a minute before we go live, we realise there's about half a dozen things we haven't done and we need to do it. And that was no different tonight. Uh, so good evening. Thank you very much for coming along. We are going to be having a look at uh, last, uh, last, well, yesterday's game, not last night's. Um, that said... Uh, having done all that, of course, um, my colleague, my friend, my co-host this evening says he was born ready. I've got to say, I've got to take dispute with that. <laughs> I think it's... we're the most two unready people in the world. Yeah, but they don't know that. So it's like you say, you fake it until you make it. So <laughs> I, we're fully prepared and we know what we're doing. You know, that's a phrase I've not heard since I left the missus. <laughs> there we go that was that was my life that was my life steve is in good evening steve how the devil are you welcome along and nate is in uh another week another win absolutely smashing the championship and as an afterthought he says hello to you aunt well <laughs> um yeah, welcome along. Like I said, we are going to be looking at last night's match. Uh, smash those likes if you can. And if you are new, uh, please do subscribe. I think we're just about to hit 4.3 thousand views for the watch along yesterday, which is absolutely mental, totally mental, especially as two thirds of those came after the match finished. But look, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe uh, we, we are being uh, watched by Time Lords. I don't know. But Ant... Just give everybody a quick reminder. I mean, your details are in the chat below on uh, on YouTube, but just tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, of course, the second best Leicester City channel out there. Uh, thank you. I think Neil will really appreciate you. Touche, sir. Touche. Ads Leicester fan channel again. A lot of sort of very similar content to what we do on here, really, Chris. Just talking all things Leicester. I do. Uh, home and as many away match day blogs as possible. It's a bit harder this year to get to away games, cost of living crisis and all of that without going into too much detail, but as much Leicester content as I can, really. If you do want match day vlogs, Ants are probably amongst the best, to be honest with you. Uh, I do get jealous because obviously being on the South Coast and as you say, cost of living, I don't get the, uh, the joy of the eight-hour journey every week to go and watch them, but uh, I have to make do with um, finding something online to be able to watch them. Let's just leave it at that, shall we? Uh, but look, uh, Highfields has popped in. Good evening, Highfields. How are you? Welcome along, sir. Right, let me just hopefully get this right this time because nothing has gone right uh, so far today. But if I can do this right and I can do that, yep, there we go. Um, we are there. I will then get rid of this because I am blocking Ant's beautiful face off and the women will go mad at me. Uh, but there we go. Look, 2-1. I want to start before we actually get onto the match itself. We touched on it uh, just before um, 
kickoff uh, before the so the show started. Uh, we are going to be talking about one manager that, that was sacked uh, over the weekend, but the second one's been announced with Nigel Pearson leaving Bristol City. Um, and uh, Anthony, who comes on here occasionally and is in the chat quite often, uh, sent me detail. He's a Bristol City fan, and he was shocked. Um, you, you, I think, I think you were shocked as well, weren't you? Yeah, it's a strange one. It really, really is because. Like, I get that the Cardiff results are a bad result and they've had a couple of bad results. Mm. But what I found strange more than anything about it is then you look at their statement, they seem to think they should be getting promoted or pushing promotion this year. Their squad mm. is not that level. But what I don't want to do, which drove me insane, is talk about another club without knowing sort of what's going on with it, like no. fans were doing last year with Leicester. Like, there's got to be a reason behind it. Like, yeah. And... We all love Nigel Pearson, and rightly so. But he, in terms of as a manager, he and working with him from a board's point of view, he's probably not the easiest person to work with. So, yeah. like, it's <laughs> it's hard to say without knowing. But also, Bristol are a disgrace, and I hope we get relegated. Well, yes, <laughs> yes. We, we'll never understand these things, but we're sure. I, I can't believe that Nigel would have gone into the boardroom and unnecessarily shouted at any of the uh, <laughs> any of the directors or done anything like that or told them where to put their head. But look, <laughs> Nigel, he's he, he's one on his own, isn't he? He's one on his own, um, definitely. Uh, right, I am cutting everybody, or, or I'm cutting both of us off here, and I'm not sure why. Ah, there we go. That's what we needed to do. And there we go. You see one flick of the button and, and it all goes well. Again, I've, I've heard somewhere as well. Um, this guy was sacked, though, last night. Probably less expected. Um, a lot of people, including the QPR fan that I had on the preview, was sort of saying that he may, you know, we may well have been facing a different manager at the start, you know, of the, of the game. But I suppose no new manager wants to come in and, you know, have to face Leicester. Um, I thought he might have, you know, the team might have done well enough to 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 earn him a bit of a reprieve. It's like there's only so many times because from a few QPR fans I've seen saying that there's only so many times you can say you played well and on another day you get a result mm. when it's loss, 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 loss. So yeah. ultimately, it's a results based business, and is t- it. If he hadn't gone today, he would have gone the next game at they'd lost. So it's just, I yeah. think he's on. He would have been on borrowed time. So yeah, it's unsurprising. But like, mm. and I know this is completely irrelevant. But he seems like a nice guy, and it's like you know, one of those that you sort of want yeah. to do well. Like I've got no no affiliation with QPR, but you wanted him to do well, but it just hasn't quite worked out for him. And it's one of those. I think it his days were numbered, regardless. Even even if they'd beaten Leicester today, uh, yesterday, hmm. I don't think it would have given him that much more time because I know beating top of the league and all of that, but still, what one win in eight would have happened? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, do you know what I mean? It's limit times limited. Do you think it's dangerous for ex-players to go back to a club where they were revered as a player uh, to go back as a manager? You know, you look at you know Ollie at Man United. I mean, he was revered by the fans as a player. Uh, you know, do you end up tarnishing that that you know that your your reputation and, and and your history at the clubs? This is why I never want like 
sort of someone like Wes Morgan, Andy King to become Leicester managers because I love yeah. what they are as players. Yeah. But I, you look at Frank Lampard at Chelsea, Chelsea fans started turning on Lampard. You look mm. at Solskjaer at United and it's like, it take, it's one of those moves that's a sentimental move that like the people who run football clubs are very clever and they know that you're less likely to turn on sort of, uh, say, just as an example, let's say Mark Albrighton, just pulling a name out of yeah. the hat, in a few years becomes a manager, not a very good one, but becomes a manager. And if he comes, becomes Leicester manager, you're not going to, you're always going to say, oh, but it's Mark Albrighton and he won us for the league and he'd won a CFA Cup and he was absolutely brilliant. And it's like, yeah, he has. And as a player, as a player, he is a legend and will be rightly remembered as a legend. Yeah. But it's very different from an emotional point of view. It's very difficult to distinguish the manager and the player. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I would agree 100%. Uh, it's a bit like that with sort of, you know, when everybody always shouts for O'Neill to come back. And I'm thinking like, well, you know, it, it, it was what it was. It was good at that time, but uh, but probably not now. Um, it's like... Sorry, it's like, you know, the shouts in the summer to get Schmeichel back. It's yeah. like, leave it. His time at Leicester was fantastic. Yeah. Don't, as I, as you always say, don't go back. Like, mm. leave that in the past. And it's, this is why I'm also not that excited or keen. I see a lot of people saying, get Wes Morgan as a centre-back coach. Get Kasper Schmeichel as a, as a goalkeeping coach. Like, first off, like, neither of them have got any coaching experience. No. I would rather us go and get actual top goalkeeping coaches and top centre-backs and centre-back coaches that uh, who have maybe not have the best playing career but are elite-level coaches than mm -hmm. going down the sentimental route of bringing back legends of a club that are giving jobs for the boys. Because you look at Colo Torre, for an example. Like, he is one of the Premier League, I don't want to say uh, legends, but he's a I, he's a great Premier League centre-back. He's an invincible. He's been, like, he's had a very, very top-level career. Yes. Look at his coaching. Defensively, mm. we were shambolic for a yeah. good period that he was here. And then you look at his time at Wigan. Just because you are a very good player does not mean you are going to be a very good coach. And I think yeah. this thing of, oh, let Schmeichel be on the coaching team, it's like, that is purely sentimental and jobs for the boys. Mm. I agree. And look at, you know, Kevin Phillips when he stood up, when we when we got uh, promoted and he moved up to the striker coach. We could, you know, once we got past Man United and that game, we could hardly score for how many that season. I can remember many a, many a post I put up <laughs> saying, what the hell is he doing? Uh, but Scott says here, um, and um, what's he say? Here we go. Uh, a third of the way, a third of the points needed. Uh, I think we, I think we only need. Is it forty we need to actually avoid relegation? <laughs> I, I don't know how true this is, and like one of the smarter people in the chat will be able to let me know. But I believe we've mass, mathematically secured safety this weekend. Well, let's just have a look at last season because last season, ah, well, no, last season Wigan went down with thirty nine. Blackpool had forty four. And Reading had forty-four, so uh, we're not maybe we're not, not yet. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, but we're edging towards safety, you aren't we? That's the you thing. See, if we'd beaten Hull, we would be safe by now. Enzo out, 
Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Disgraceful stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, oh, High Fields is saying here we made we made we we wondered if we would have this trouble, and I'm just noticing the viewers are going up and down like a bride's knickers on a wedding night. Um, that uh, there may be some connection problems with YouTube. Uh, I think it's a YouTube problem. I don't know if it's anybody, uh, but it, it's likely not to be you, not to be us. It is more than likely YouTube because it seems to be everybody's. We can get everything else working, uh, so it's not an internet problem. So stick with us, uh, or if you can't stick with us for any reason, please do um, come back and watch it when I upload it uh, and, and watch it on catch up. Uh, maybe uh, maybe tomorrow. Um, but uh, but thank you for asking. Steve says he's all good. He was laughing at my jokes. So he's got to be a cool person if he does that. Uh, Nate says he's having troubles as well. Look, you in America, get down to YouTube. Time to get their asses in gear. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. But look, um, here we go. I mean, three one. Uh, sorry, two one. I should say. Sorry, that was wishful thinking because I've got uh, some more points. Three two one. Can you believe, having watched the game yesterday, and I know I'm going to be going over a lot of what we said on your channel this morning, and I apologise in advance, but can you believe that we just played the team that was second from bottom, and a few weeks ago we played Preston, who had been top, and I think were third from top, and we absolutely destroyed them. I mean, the difference in the opposition, you'd have thought QPR and Preston were at the other ends of the table. Yeah, I think... I think there's a few things to think about with this one. I don't think we were as good in ourselves yesterday mm. as we were against Preston. Like before against Preston, we were absolutely relentless and like there wasn't that sloppy passing that where there was yesterday. Also, QPR had lost, what is it, eight games in a row, nine games in a row. There's absolutely zero pressure and expectation on them yeah. yesterday to go and get a result. They're playing what I refer to as a free hit, and I hate that expression, but in this situation, it's somewhat true. And, like, once like once they get to that 25-minute mark, nil-nil, uh, they, like, it, there's that belief, because we've both done coaching to certain levels, and it's like, when you're going up against a team that are better than, or on paper better than you, you say, you have these check marks through games, get through the um, first... You get through the first 10 minutes, then 25, and then you get through. Uh, and you, you know the, uh, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, I feel like as they were getting, they got through that first 20 minutes, it felt like there was a real belief about them. But they might not go on and win the game, but they could give us a proper game. And like, for as poor as they have been this season, one thing you cannot say about them is they're not working for that, for that team, uh, for their. Uh, their shirt they were absolutely like quality on the ball absolutely crap quality on like what they were doing not good but they were absolutely putting a shift in and it's like when you're playing against 11 players that are willing to run through absolute brick walls no matter no matter sort of the quality that they have it's never going to be easy it isn't um and what a lot of people have been saying to me is that the sending off change the game. I know even if that he hadn't got sent off, I still think we'd have gone on to win it. Yeah, it's one of those. It's like you can never prove it. But for me, I actually think it became 
harder when they got sent off. And hear me out, because I know people are going to say this sounds stupid, but they, at the point of um, where they got sent off, that just before that, QPR were really starting to press us and it was coming a bit more open. Yes. But in, in a head-to-head sort of shootout style of situation, you've got to back our quality over theirs. Like I know it doesn't always work like that, but mm. the probability is it would with the quality we had on the pitch. As soon as they went down to 10 men, it was everyone behind the ball and just get rid of it and uh, defend for your lives and and try and keep the ball out of the net. So it made it harder in a sense. It did. And they always say, don't they, it's harder to play against 10 men uh, mm. than it is. Um, and if you look how many goals we've scored in the last 20, 30 minutes, you know, when we've worn teams down and, you know, they are tiring and they have been chasing the ball all game, that's when, and we we talked about this, you know, our, our fitness comes through and, you know, the players that we can bring on, if we have got any tired or injured players, uh, you know, that's that's the way that, that, that Enzo likes to, to play the game, isn't it? It is. And it's one of those games where, um, like, it wasn't the pretty free-flowing football that we've played a lot of this season. Uh, we yeah. dominated the ball, but the passing wasn't quite at the level. And it's just the patience and the belief in the philosophy of what Enzo Maresca is trying to do that they cl- they have clearly all brought into, and they had confidence in the fact that it would it would come up with a result. Yeah. Mavadidi's goal. Let's start with that one. Um, all right, he took a bit of a a, 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 a bit of a deflection there, but he t- he takes his goals well, doesn't he? He does, and like. I, I always say this because people always say, oh, Arsenal, Man City get so many lucky deflected goals. And it's like, yes, because they're playing football in the final third for the majority of their yeah. games. If you yeah. have enough shots in the in like, in like your opposition's final third and in dangerous areas, sometimes they are going to take nicks and they are going to go uh, go into the back yeah. of the net. But yeah, for Mavadidi, again, I don't actually think yesterday was one of his better games, but he, he took his goal well. And yeah. again, in a big moment, he stepped up. Yes. It's always that thing, isn't it? If you do not take the shot, you're not going to score. And if, you know, even if you don't score, if you're taking the shots, it might take a deflection. I mean, let's have a look at their goal. To me, that's some, their goal sums it up a hundred percent is that, you know, you've got uh, a shot. It was cleared off the line. I mean, you had Chowdhury and uh, Manson go both go down for it. It comes out. It actually goes back to a QPR player uh, who obviously shoots then um, the guy that's, that scored the goal there. I've forgotten his name already. Uh, it's up there on the screen. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking at two screens. I can't multitask. Um, and um, Giselle shot it and it actually came off Emanson's foot, I think, as he was lying on the floor uh, and went in. Uh, he took the shot. He took the chance. If you don't take that shot... It doesn't come off. It doesn't go in. That's it. It's, it's one of those. It's like you've got this. I'm going to go for the old cliches, and we're going to. We almost need a bingo sheet of how many old cliches I go through in a, <laughs> a stream. But um, it's like if you don't buy a ticket, you're never going to win the raffle. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> at least that was clean. That wasn't the one I thought you were going to come up with. But I, I uh, did think about the other one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it's true. And, and and he took that chance, like I say, and it, 
it took that that took a deflection and went in, although it was going in anyway, obviously. Um, but you know, <laughs> no, I mean, that's why I used to like. Do you remember Cranrich in the uh, in the Great Escape season? Mm. Um, you know, it used to be until those last few games, we could. We, it seemed like the players would get up to the edge of the box and then just pass it across. They always seemed too scared to shoot. And Cranwich would come on, at least he'd take the shots, at least he'd have a go. Uh, and, you know, that that's the difference. And then you get Harry Wink's goal. Wow. Uh, if you're going to prate your duck, and, you know, I've got, I've got to mention him because I'm, I'm, I get a pound every time I mention his name on the show, Vestergaard. He, I mean, he broke his duck the other night. Um, probably won't be in the goal of the season compilation at the end, but my God. Uh, Harry Winks will, won't it? Yeah, Vestergaard's goal gave Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong a whole new meaning. But um, <laughs> with uh, Harry Winks's goal, absolutely sublime. Rocket of a shot. And it's like, I said this on my stream earlier, but it's not as if it's a fluke and it's not as if he hasn't got that in his locker. There's been a few times this season where he struck a ball and it's been close to doing that. Mm. But for it to come off and for it to come off in a game where we... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Needed a bit of magic to break down that QPR defence because they were very, very well organised and very... Uh, making it hard for us to do it. So Harry yeah. Winks stepping up in the perfect time. And something that I loved about that as well is the celebrations with the fans after. You can see how much of it these players care. And yeah. then also Jewsbury Hall dragging Winks away from, from the celebration so he didn't get booked. <laughs> I, I, I must admit, I, you, you saw that. I, I, I didn't. But I've got to ask you this. And I know you're a big fan of him from what you posted in the post-match. Uh, but I'll, I'll put it there. Not just the Leicester signing of the season, the championship signing of the season, of the summer, hasn't he been? You can make a fair case for him, but you could for you could for Mavadidi, you could for a lot of the players that we've signed, which is just absolutely like, it's like you could genuinely, out of the signings we've made, you could make a case of three or four of them to be that championship signing of the summer. But yeah. he's just a, he's just, He's a class above the championship, isn't he? He really, really is. Yes, yes. And I mean, what I I called him the Jurassic Bunny because you see how you know, we, but he doesn't get you know, um, you know, reminds me a little bit of Akwazaki because he used to run his balls off for sixty minutes and then have to be taken off. Wink seems to at least be able to make it last ninety. But as I'm trying to do the watch along and do the commentary, I'm saying like, right, well, Winks is on the ball and he's on the right side and he's crossing it in. And then two seconds later, Winks is on the ball in the you know back in the corner flag on the near side. No, it can't be Winks because he was on the other side a minute ago. He, he's all over the place, and we know he's, we did discuss his one 
one booking off getting a suspension, we're going to miss him, aren't we? We are. We we are. And it's. I'm glad he's there for Leeds because I think Leeds, that's the midfield battle that we really needed him and Dewsbury Hall for. So I'm glad it's not for that one because we've got, they've got a good midfield with Ampadu um, and the other, I forget the other lad, but they've got there. So yeah, I'm glad it's not for Leeds we're missing him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, looking at the stats for um, the, the, the game, uh, which are there, I mean, I don't. I didn't think we'd had that much possession uh, overall. Um, but I mean, eight eighty percent possession, um, sixteen shots. Um, they had nine. We only had thirty-one percent of those were on target. But look, the only stat that matters, I guess, is is sort of the, the how many goals go in. But um, you know, when you look at the, the tackles that have gone in, and you look at the passes. That probably shows up why QPR are where they are. Yeah, and as good as they were defensively, you can't go through games of football offering next to nothing going forward and expect to pick up results. And again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to have watched QPR much, but they could well approach other games differently than this one. Mm. And like, it could be that we've sort of league leaders come into town, just back to the wall and really dig your heels in yeah but if this is how they play most weeks you can sort of understand why they are where they are yeah i mean i i was actually talking to um a uh couple of qpr fans and w12 podcast was saying um that's as good as we've played for weeks uh we can't score enough goals unfortunately ironically we had no fit center backs yesterday and that's the best we have defended um, he's gone now, uh, in regards to obviously Ainsworth. Uh, he says, Thank God, nice, nice bloke, but clueless tactically. Um, I mean, he obviously, I mean, he was 11 years at Milton Keynes Dons, but I'm guessing, you know, I mean, that's a different level altogether, isn't it? Um, and what have <laughs> you. So that kind of sums it up. Um, and then the, there was our generation who we had on the um, R as in the letter R. Uh, as we had on the preview show, um, and they said the ultimate outcome is that Gareth is, uh, is uh, Gareth um, is the it was best is that Gareth has been sacked now. Uh, but regardless of feeling quite empty today, uh, look forward to a chat close to our next game. So, and they were predicting the Leicester win in the preview. So it's not it's not going good for QPR at the moment, but. You know, 348 touches in 90 minutes. You've got to say that, all right, we've got 976 and probably 900 of them might have been between Winks and uh, and Vestergaard. But, you know, we just wear wear teams down. And I've actually got them to get relegated this season. And again, it depends who goes into them. Um, Pearson, Pearson as manager, maybe. They've been there's talk of Warnock as well. I think my opinion of them staying up if Warnock goes in changes massively. It'd be ironic, wouldn't it, if Warnock keeps them up and Huddersfield go down? That would be ironic, and that would be football. Yeah, yeah I just definitely. funny old game, funny old game. Get the get get the cliches in, get the cliches in. <laughs> exactly. I'm just looking because Sheffield Wednesday won today. Um, they beat Rotherham. 2-0 um, and of course next week 
QPR are playing Rotherham. So that's all very tight. So as things stand at the moment, um, that's last season's table. Uh, I think at the bottom of the table now, it, well, it's, no, it's still Sheffield Wednesday, but they've got six points. Uh, QPR have got eight. Rotherham have got nine. Then is a big gap to Huddersfield, 14. Um, I think Warner could probably do a good job, to be honest with you. He can't have done any worse than, than, uh, than Ainsworth, can he? No, no, right. not at all. Um, but let, let's be, I mean, look, how good does that look? Uh, you know, we've got 39 points, only one loss, no draws. Uh, most goals scored, joint with Ipswich, although we have played one more game. Least goals conceded, biggest goal difference by a margin. Uh, five points. Well, no, what are we? We're 14, 25, 30. How many points? Are you doing me maths for me? You're a teacher. 39 less 25. How many is that? I can't do the math. What is it? 39, 39 off 25. 14, Chris. 14, thank you. 14. <laughs> this is why you teach and I don't, you see. Um, <laughs> uh, if I turn up one day and sit in your class, you'll know why I need it. So 14 points off third. Uh, and if you look at seventh there, uh, <laughs> 17 points off seventh. I mean, you know it's not going to last. But the thing is, that if we do have a bad run, and let's be honest with you, we haven't had one yet, um, we you know we have got that cushion. Yeah, it, I think as well. You put a, you, if we beat Leeds on Friday, it really it goes from being a cushion to a whole stack of pillows. Yes, yes, you're probably right. I mean, look, Leeds and Southampton. Leeds had an awful start to the season. Uh, had problems in camp, but they've come good. Southampton started well. Had a bit of a a bad dip um, started probably from when, when we played them, uh, but they've come back up. Um, but you know, Ipswich must be pulling their hair out. They must be looking at games like yesterday and thinking, "Yes, it's one all," and you know, go on, yeah, that's another. And then, oh god, they scored another one again. <laughs> I mean, Ipswich surprised me. I don't, I don't know if they can keep it up though. You know what they remind me of. This talk of can they keep it up? Can they keep it up? Mm. You know, when we won the league, it was always everyone yes. said, can they keep this pace up? Can they keep it yeah. going? Yeah. I think, and I've said this a fair few times, if they get through December and January and they're still second, I think they stay there. Mm. It's just um, that period where it gets very busy over Christmas is can their squad depth compete? It's like, mm. if they get through that, then there is no reason why they can't. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I'm just going back to to the match. I mean, we discussed it this morning. Everyone was saying about the referee uh, wasn't very good. Um, I think uh, Bournemouth, Bour uh, Bournemouth and Burnley were probably wishing that they were both back in the championship last night at, uh, at 89 minutes when it took them five and a half minutes to do a goal on VAR. I mean, to my mind, the sending off, I think the referee eventually got it right but he did the right thing he went and spoke to his linesman yeah it's like, it's one of those and Fatawu he knew what he was doing like he I, and I might be giving him far too much credit but I think he knew what he was doing in terms of the fact he knew he was going to get 
uh, the defender a yellow for the stopping of a counter-attack. And then to push him and almost take one for the team because he knew that he'll get a retaliation back. It's like yeah. a very clever play. I did look, and I've looked a couple of times at, uh, at the, the highlights to see whether he looks up or not because that's usually a sign. You know, and they mm -hmm. go down, and you can just see the head turn and they're looking up to see what's going on. Um, uh, he didn't. Um, I did say on your show this morning, and do check Ant's channel out, Ant's uh, um, Leicester fan channel. Is that correct? I always get your name yes. wrong. Yeah, yes. brilliant. Yes. I'm getting better. Um, he, um, uh, you know, everybody piled in. Uh, I may be a little bit worried. I know not too much, but it'll probably be a fine or something for not keeping the players under control. Um, but you know, I mean, it, it, it was a foul, definitely. I don't know if it was a straight red, but it had you know, with the two, what would have happened if they'd pushed each other? Do you think and they'd both gone down? Uh, then I still think it's just a yellow for Fatu because it's still just for reaction, but because mm. I, I think if you've given um a straight red for the reaction, then it's a different conversation, but. Yeah. He didn't. And can I just say, on the topic of that, I love the fact that every player, from your experienced heads like Vardy to the youngsters like Casade, were all straight over there and they were all there backing him as a team. Yes, yes. I, it, it, uh, it, wasn't, it was, you know, uh, a, a team. But we said this morning, didn't we, that's what we've got this season that we didn't have last season. You know, we didn't seem to have that bond, did we? That band of brothers that we were became so well known for, it was almost like third uncles twice removed last season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was It was 11 individuals last year. Yes, it was. Now, I know you don't like quizzes, and I'm not going to give you a quiz, but just a quick question for you here. Do you know how many goal scorers we've got in the team this season? 14. Do you know that was very very close 30 yes it was i'll give you that <laughs> your final answer yeah no it is 13 and you know somebody said to me a few weeks ago in the um uh, uh in a preview on their channel sort of like who's the biggest threat and i said well you know if you take take vardy out of the game um then you know any of the others can can, can score and you know, you look at them. I mean, our top goal scorer, joint top, is uh, Kelechi and, and Dewsbury Hall uh, with six apiece. McAteer, five. Vardy, five. And then on three, you've got the Malvadidi and Indidi. And then all popping in up with the goal. Kassidi, Kashidi, sorry, Faz, um, Fatou, Justin, Marchal, Vestergaard, Winks. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, we always said, like, well, what would we do this season, you know, if, if one of the main two get get you know um get injured we're not relying on them are we no and it's before it was always like previously what happens if madison gets injured what happens if Vardy mm. gets injured and like previous to that it was what happens if mares gets injured what happens if yeah. um and like it, it carried on for a while now we've got goal threats all over the pitch so hopefully he doesn't but say for example Jewsbury hall gets injured because i believe he's our top scorer we're not going to be lacking goals still. We might lack a bit of drive up the pitch and we'll lack his quality, yeah. but it's not a one-man team. Totally and utterly not. And that's what I, I you know, I, I like. Goals are coming from everywhere. And, you know, if 
you do know like before well what happened you know, we used to say like what would happen if this player couldn't make it if that player couldn't make it because we do know brendan rogers had a very small pool of players that he trusted enough to put into the team where we know you know if if mavadid is injured we know we've got a replacement you know indeed he's injured cashade all right you know he's, he's He's maybe not quite the, the you know settled as much as other players. But we've got the we've got the players there that can come in and and just fill those positions, haven't we? Yeah, and it's also that when these players do um, uh, do drop out, the style stays which the same, the system same Ooh. stays the same. It's the players fit the system, not um, not the other way around. Yes, yes. I'm very conscious of your chicken Kievs, so um, <laughs> haven't heard the ding yet. I've got the timer just here. <laughs> yes. Uh, let me ask you this because I can't. I can't get my mouse to work. There we, there we go. There we go. Um, it's Leeds United next next Friday. Uh, mm -hmm. Like you said, a win, and I think that sends a, a, a real message out. Um, well, we keep saying like, what's going to be our toughest game? What's going to be our toughest game? We said that with Sunderland. You know, we said it with Southampton. Is there any reason that we can't go and win this? No, every game we should be looking at to go and win. But at the same time, you've got to be respectful of what Leeds can offer as well. Like mm -hmm. on the counter, they are going to cause problems. Yeah. But saying that, defensively, we can cause them huge problems. So it's. One of those, it could be a very entertaining game. Same amount, I've just given it a kiss of death. It's going to be a boring nil-nil now, isn't it? But <laughs> they've got their best centre-backs also injured as well, who got uh, got injured against Huddersfield. So defensively, they sh they've been questionable with him playing. Take yeah. Joe Roden out of that team, then like, I think you can really get at them. But again, it's not going to be an easy game, yeah. but it's a winnable game. And I'm just looking now at, at, at them. Uh, I think inconsistent, or they were inconsistent at the start of the season. I bet they've only lost one in five. They've won the other four. You know, they, they're scoring goals. They've scored 24, but they've conceded 15. So, you know, if we if we can get at them um, and get a goal, you know, I, I, I think obviously. I'm going to sound like I'm, I'm doing you here. I'm getting the old quote book out. You know, the first goal is going to be important sort of thing. But can we afford to let them get an early goal against us? You don't want to. Uh, Captain Obvious over here, you don't want to concede first. But it suits how they play down to the ground of like, and it sounds like I'm talking about Leicester a few years ago. Like if they go 1-0 up, it suits perfectly get behind the ball you've got the pace of dan james you've got the pace of um of somerville you've got the pace of oh forget the other lad's name the striker that's doing quite well for them yeah, not bamford the other one um hero hero yeah you've got that in transition so you've got to be you've got to be mindful of that and it conceding first it does play into their hands yes I wouldn't, but if we conceded first against Leeds, I wouldn't be as confident about going on and winning the game as I have about every other, you know, team we've played this season. But every time we get, you know, somebody sort of puts a wall up, you know, in front of us, we, we just climb over it, don't we? And we carry on. 
We do, but I think the difference with Leeds is they're not just going to put a wall that's going to sit there. They're going to put a wall that throws stuff back at us, which a lot of teams haven't done yet. Yes, yes. I mean, Southampton, I I mean, when we played them, that was the one match I went to, they were absolutely awful. Uh, They've somehow managed to claw their way back up to to fourth, but their their form is win, draw, (laughs) draw, win. Um, But do you think this is going to be our hardest game of the season so far, Leeds? I think so, but saying that, I thought QPR, I didn't think was going to be a hard game. I thought Southampton was, and it's like, on paper, the games that I thought are going to be quite hard so far this season haven't been, and then the games in the other way have been. So it's just, on paper, yes, but who knows? I think, for me, the QPR game, that I think it's probably one of our hardest of the season so far. Yeah, and it's just like... How do you? Um, it's unpredictable league, isn't it? Mm. Unpredictable league, but predictably got us at the top, as everyone's saying. <laughs> but, I'm just gonna have a look at the. I'm trying to find the the form guide. Uh, oh, there, sorry, there's my ding. Give oh, me two seconds. Okay. I am back. Uh, well, I'm going to keep it very quick because obviously your food is ready. Leeds are sixth in the form table. Um, mm-hmm. They've lost two of the last six. Uh, they've won all the others. Um, and then we've got Middlesbrough, who's third in the form table. Uh, and then I think we've got Watford. So um, maybe a couple of difficult games coming up. But look, we've said this all season and everything everybody throws at us, we just keep, you know, we just keep somehow you know, going past it, don't we? We do. In a strange way, I'd feel more confident if this game was at Allen Road than at the King Power. Do you think they are, because of the crowd, would get on the backs if they, if they weren't winning? Oh No, completely irrelevant to Leeds. I mm. think if it was, it's just how we play. I think they have to have more of a go if they're at home. Yeah, They can't come and sit and absorb pressure and look to hit us on the counter. Well, I think I think uh, we do we equal or beat the away record at the weekend for Leicester. Uh, we beat it, I believe. We beat it, yeah. And it uh, on the plate. Well, it's just another. Uh, we do. We're getting that many records this season. I just can't keep up with it, you know. But look, I'm conscious your your little Kievs are uh, are going to be uh, um, not very good if we don't get to eat them soon. And thanks so much for just popping on. Um, I really do appreciate it. Again, just give everybody a shout out as to. Where they can uh, where they can find you, uh, Ants Leicester fan channel again. Content hopefully pretty much every day. Oh, I've got I was, for the first time ever. I'm absolutely massive. Um, but um, Ants Leicester fan channel daily daily content really pushing the match day vlogs, the streams, all of that good stuff. So please do come and check it check it out. Oh, you, it doesn't take much, does it? I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> the old Viagra's working then Kicked in early tonight Mate, thanks so much Enjoy your Kievs And uh, we'll speak again soon Really appreciate yeah, you coming on Thanks very much Absolute pleasure, mate Cheers, take care Bye-bye oh, Thanks to Ant there And thanks to everybody I know, like I say I know that YouTube has had problems So um, <laughs> it's gone solo Steve, I don't know where you're for You seem to have had the show all the way through Well done, mate um, If you've 
been coming and going and it's been not been working for you. I think it was a YouTube problem. Don't know if that is now right or not. Uh, it will be shared uh, to, to the Facebook group and to Twitter as well. And it will also be in podcast form on your favorite podcast platform in about five minutes as soon as I've uploaded it. So thanks very much for sticking with us. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> I think you're the one that has stuck with us. Uh, appreciate that. We will be back tomorrow, if YouTube allows, when we will be doing the um, uh, Lester Till I Die debate show. Let's talk Lester. That's going to be at 7 o'clock with me, Kate, and Belgian Dave. Um, hope you're all going to be very well. Um Ah, you're in the U. Ah, like as well. Have a word with YouTube. They're based over there, aren't they? Uh, but no, thanks very much, Steve, for sticking with us. Really do appreciate it, mate. And uh, yeah, thanks to everybody that that, that that watched this or listened to it. Um, either way, so we'll be back at seven o'clock tomorrow. Really, really, really do uh, uh, appreciate it. And uh, honestly, another another game, another win. It's a bit easier this championship lark, isn't it? You know that's going to come back and bite me on the arse. You just do. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Have a good what's left of the weekend. And I'll see you all tomorrow night at 7. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.